0: you're listening to the john DePietro show folks it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website depietro.com. it is thursday you know it's amazing (laughs) it's it's only thursday it seems like it has been such a long week uh there's been so much news and folks it's not slowing down most of the time you know i've been doing talk radio now for a while and summertime sometimes can be tough one of the best examples of that 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 i can even think of is um one of the slowest news summers was the summer of 2001 believe it or not it was and the big stories that summer were chandra levy went missing uh, from the congressman um gary uh down it escapes me and then that, that there was that remember there was a young girl who was surfing and a shark took off part of her arm i mean it was it was tough there was some backdrop news about plunder dome but it really wasn't out there and then obviously that september well, the slow news summer of two thousand one came to an end on September eleventh, and then that was uh, that was it, it. That was just a um, remarkable time to be involved in the media and covering the news. However, this summer has been one of those summers, you know, because there's no election, and next year the midterms, and next year's it's going to be a lot of news in Rhode Island with the the race for governor, but um, and all the statewide elections, and more importantly, who's going to take over the the Senate in the house as far as uh you know the congressional races in the nation rhode island there's no senate race next year but it is congressman david and then jim landerman but anyhow this summer um boy last night so there's a big altercation and just to give you the backdrop you know you've heard us i believe if you've been listening talking with dan mcgowan of the boston globe who knows more about it than anyone he got a hold of this new teacher's contract so just so you understand and i i i admit a lot of it's it's not a story that has tremendous interest to people i know that it doesn't have tremendous interest to me to be honest but it it is significant um the 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 way the contract is constructed it gives all the power to the union and none to the principals and really the people involved in the education commissioner superintendents so who controls the power is wildly important in this particular situation and one thing that i actually do agree with mayor or lords is it makes no sense and we talked about this uh i have mentioned this i don't know why the media is not talking about this but this practice where so the union has agreed on this new contract that the state took over the providence schools providence teachers contract so they have a deal but they're not going to share it with the public until after it's already signed and it's a done deal and the i there's no that that is such a bad practice you think of the Paw Sox Stadium, and that was vetted in community meetings. And the Paw Sox Stadium was going to be $22 million from the public. This is worth way more than that. Way more. And so that's what Mayor Lord said. He's not wrong. And I know Governor McKee is saying, hey, that's just all the way it's been done. But that is something I, I don't agree with it. And I want you to picture if you went to buy, purchase a new car, and what if okay there's the car and here are the keys and once you're in the car and you've signed off on a driving away, then you get to find out how much it actually costs you who who would want to be part of that nobody um there's no other system it's totally broken that that is allowed has been an accepted practice so now it's it's the it is the people you know again he's not wrong um it's the people the state and you may be listening saying what do i care about it well because the state gives Providence over $300 million a year, state taxpayer money. So everyone actually has some kind of benefit tied in with this. Um, I, I, I I don't agree with that. I it, it shouldn't be. And there's no other precedent for it. I mean, you have bond issues that have to be fully vetted. Anytime the state or city, they're going to have a major expense. And this is a major expense. Three-year contract. And there's... I forget how many teachers there are, but I think there's like 2,000 teachers. So there's a lot of money involved, huge amounts of money involved. And the whole public education thing, when when the Raimondo people, you go back, were pitching GE to come into Rhode Island. And that was when they first got into office in the first part of 2015. One of the things that they mentioned were a lot of their employees, they like to live in the capital city and they like to send their children to the public schools. And you can't. In providence because they're so broken so in this particular case now there's a lot of fireworks and if you haven't seen it i have the video up on the website petro.com mayor alorza he was ready to throw down he's upset he's not being listened to um he he went after governor mckee and a state trooper is the only one that stopped the throwdown. alorza the mayor of providence last night maybe you haven't seen this but he was ready to punch governor mckee right in the face he wanted to throw down with him he had to be restrained by state police. Now, and the larger question is I don't know why the guy wasn't arrested. If you do that to a public, if you threaten a public official in Rhode Island, you're arrested. That is not the same. Just be very clear about this. No matter who it is, if there's a mayor somewhere, if you go up and start pointing your finger and are threatening them, and if you do threaten them, by the way, the the it's it's a much more severe penalty than if you just do that to a regular citizen now i'm not saying it's life in prison but the standard is different threatening a public official is different i don't know why mayor Lorza wasn't arrested last night he was threatening him he went after him in a menacing manner and had to be restrained and stopped by rhode island state troopers that were right there on the scene again if you haven't seen the video it's on com. now there's another larger story that's looming out there and i want to give credit to abc6 because they actually got this and it's the black lives uh, matter rhode island pack where they have thrown down the gauntlet with senator sheldon whitehouse and this story's already even made the new york post where our friend brother mark mark fisher they're giving till senator sheldon whitehouse till next friday to either disavow or leave bailey's beach club or they say they're going to make his life living hell They are absolutely going to start to trail him, go after him. It's a racist club. They are throwing down the gauntlet. There's a timeline here. I like this story. It's got a lot of legs to it. And Mark Fisher, they're very, this isn't a maybe. This is a line in the sand time. This is line in the sand time for Senator Sheldon Whitehouse and Black Lives Matter Rhode Island. So brother Mark Fisher throws down the gauntlet. Here it is.
1: And uh, Senator Whitehouse needs to address it. He needs to take it on.
0: Mark Fisher with Black Lives Matter Rhode Island says he's giving Senator Sheldon Whitehouse until next Friday
1: to put out a statement disavowing Bailey's Beach Club and announce his family has left the exclusive secretive club. If he thinks that we're going to just forget about it, if he thinks that it's going to get swept under the rug, it's not. Fisher says if he doesn't get that statement from Senator Whitehouse by next Friday, he and other members of BLM will start protesting. We'll go to his club we'll go to his office we'll go to his home wherever we need to go Fisher says he's putting the senator on notice through this interview this message coming more than a month after he put out a statement
0: saying you know again i'll give credit to abc6 but the new york post has picked up on this folks this is big black lives matter throwing down the gauntlet with senator whitehouse we will burn down bailey's beach club if you don't leave it all right a lot ahead you're listening to the john dipetro show That's 401 321 2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovas.com. This summer, let JKL Engineering keep you and your family nice and cool. JKL Engineering, call them today 401 351 7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts jkl it's going to be a hot summer ahead called jkl engineering today estimates are free financing is available remember with jkl 54 years in business reputation is second to none especially for technical expertise customer satisfaction jkl is an approved national grid vpi installer they're also a navian certified factory dealer Call jkl for a system replacement oil to gas for a heat pump estimates are free financing is available This summer, call J.K.L. Engineering right now. Remember, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool. Call J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Remember, J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, a carrier factory authorized dealer. It's J.K.L. Call them 401-351-7600. This summer, stay nice and cool With J.K.L. Engineering, 401-351-7600. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DiPietro.com. It's time for our legal segment. Joining me right now is Rhode Island attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, if you don't mind, I would like to start off a trial that I happen to uh, testify at because they used my Facebook live stream as part of uh, evidence, and the part of it that's also unusual is uh, it's, it's very rare, actually, I believe, that we, you actually see an attorney who's uh, who's on trial. And this has to do with Cranston police bringing charges against Providence attorney Shanna Curlin.
1: Yes. And um, nice job in providing Thank the um, applicable video, which I think uh, the judge commented was crucial in the conviction Um, determination that was made against this defendant attorney. Um, Your listeners, I'm sure, know that this was the situation following a march uh, last summer on Federal Hill. um, The protesters tried to do the same thing going from Providence into Cranston, and you got to give credit to Mayor Fung, to Chief uh, Winquist, and uh, the Cranston police who were involved. That When this group got to the line, providence the line, they were stopped. Um, there were various efforts made to get by, to talk their way past. Um, the cops held the line. This one attorney allegedly, um, and was caught on video, Um hurled back as if to uh, spit out a loogie, if you will, in the direction of a cop. And she was successful allegedly in spitting at a cop and making contact. That's an assault. Uh, She was appropriately charged. The case went to trial in district court before judge Capraro, who's an excellent judge. After hearing all the evidence, he found her guilty. Now, what does that do to her as a practicing attorney? Um, Any finding of guilt regarding a criminal accusation and a criminal trial would get the attention of disciplinary counsel, who would likely look to investigate further. Because it's a misdemeanor, um, it's a crime of violence, if you will. It's not like stealing money. It's not like stealing um, monies from a client or something serious, but it's still a criminal conviction Um, Would she lose her license to practice law because of this? Uh, Probably not. There's frequently, you know, lawyers can get jammed up like anyone else on a DUI or something of that nature, and such a conviction on such a charge would not result in the loss of your license to practice law. Um, Additionally, I don't know for sure, but I would bet anything you'd like that an appeal has already been taken by this lawyer through her counsel. So she'll have a trial de novo, meaning a brand new trial, uh, starting all over again in the Superior Court. Once you take the appeal out of the district court, that conviction is a nullity, and she can still walk around saying she's not convicted because the appeal wipes out what the district court did. Um, So now she's going to presumably go in front of a jury, or perhaps a judge sitting without a jury, and have another show trial. I'm familiar enough with the case to know that, in large part, defense counsel um, attempted to impugn the credibility or the motivation of you to impugn or in, uh, the credibility of the uh, cops who were called in to testify. Um, essentially, they wanted a show trial. So I guess they'll get another show trial in the Superior Court. It is interesting to note that, um, to the best of my knowledge, um, this story and this conviction has gotten no traction. I haven't yeah. seen any, any mention of it in any of Amazing. the um, online um, news outlets. Nope. In our local news outlet, crickets. Nothing is said about this. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I think it just doesn't fit the narrative that now we've got a protester finally who is being brought yep. up on charges, right. prosecuted and convicted. Um, so it's, um, you know, these people, and I'm sure we're going to talk a bit about the, uh, the Moors, they all, oh, they, yeah. all think, they all think they're going to be the Chicago 7. They all think they're going to get tons of publicity, yep. um, no matter how ludicrous their defense is, um, and have a show trial to get attention for their cause and to get the media to be sympathetic, um, it's just a sign of the times,
0: unfortunately. Tim Dad, let's uh, dovetail into that. What the rise of the wars are now trying to make? They're, they're going after, I think, the state. They're going after media outlets. They're going after everyone, but it, it still just continues this narrative that they are like free agents that don't, they're not citizens of the country. They refer to a TV, uh, treaty, excuse me, I think from the 17th some, some, something, I, they, they did launch some lawsuits.
1: Well, John, this story, the, the rise of these moors, um, winds up on the front page of the Projo, and they can make their own editorial decisions, but in my view, this is not front page news. Right. This is about ten guys who yeah. claim that they're citizens of Morocco, and they've filed a preposterous law, preposterous lawsuit. Apparently, from inside prison, which right. lots of guys who are in prison with lots of time on their hand, time on their hands, file these crazy lawsuits. This one, they're suing the, the mass state police, a judge who oversaw their arraignment. Um, all the media outlets who reported on this story. And guess what? The guy's got himself another headline. The leader of this group gets himself another headline. And the um, reporter who wrote the article for the journal, she's been around a long time. Um, she writes some good stuff, but it makes no sense why this article is front page news. And it's a rather lengthy article. Mm-hmm. And John, I took the time, the reporter didn't take the time, I took the time to Google the treaty that this lawsuit refers yeah. to. I looked it up, because it's like, "Wow, oh, I wonder if there's any proof to any of this, if this guy has a point. And he's referring to something called the um, Treaty of Peace and Friendship of 1787 between the Empire of Morocco and the United States. Historically, this is a significant document because this Morocco tr- peace treaty with the U.S. was, I think, the first peace treaty that the U.S. negotiated with any foreign country after we had won our independence from Great Britain. So it's a, it's, it's a historically interesting um, document, and it has never been abrogated, modified, or uh, overruled. It still exists. However, if you read it... And it's tough to read because it was written back in the 1700s. It, it says nothing about what this plaintiff claims mm. that it says. Zero. Wow. Nothing. Now, I, I would presume if a reporter took the time that I took, which took about 20 minutes, to Google it and read it, perhaps it would have been important to include in the story right. a review of this peace treaty, reveals nothing to substantiate the allegations contained in plaintiff's complaints, to give the story a little bit of perspective, not just to say, ooh, look at this, these um, uninformed plaintiffs have filed a suit against everybody. I mean, that's not really so much the story, is that their allegations are preposterous. They're still claiming that they're citizens of Morocco somehow, and because of that, The U.S. does not have jurisdiction over them. I I hate to remind these guys that if a Moroccan national shows up in in Rhode Island or Massachusetts wielding weapons which are unregistered, they're going to get arrested. And even though they're foreign nationals, they're going to get prosecuted. Um, The the lawsuit also um, alleges and maintains that the, the, the Moors, this, this Moor group from Rhode Island have claimed the entire state of Rhode Island as their territory. And that, and that goes unchallenged. So you read this article and it's like, wow, they're, they're reciting all the facts, the reporter is, of, of this um, lawsuit with no perspective, no digging, um, no analysis. Um, so to me, kind of a sad story, both yeah. because it's a it's a stupid lawsuit and it's sad because the re, quote unquote reporting on it is so superficial. There's no attempt to drill down and see what's really
0: going on. Hmm. Folks, we're gonna take a quick break, a lot more. Attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MIGA Professionals find them for you? Call MIGA Professionals today, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 508-336-7801. MEGA M-E-G-A Professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers and won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let meager professionals help you find the workers. Meager professionals. 508-336-7801. that's 401-321-2799 or find karen on the web at www.innovast.com j perry paving always provides high quality fair pricing exceptional service residential commercial seal coating patios get your driveway paved letter j j perry paving 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving residential paving seal coating patios and general masonry projects j perry paving they offer free estimates call them today at 401 732 1730 401 732 1730 you can also find them on facebook it's j perry paving get your driveway paved and if you're a veteran no one has a better package for veterans j perry paving whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed j perry paving has your back check out the benefits of investing in asphalt paving affordable smooth safe to drive on aesthetically appealing asphalt can be recycled reused call them for a free quote today 401-732-1730 j perry paving licensed insured contracting company they will meet your needs, no matter how big or how small. And no one treats veterans better than J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401-732-1730, 732 1730 for J. Perry Paving. We're speaking with our legal expert. He is Rhode Island attorney, Tim Dodd. Tim, um, so there was the incident with the car chase in Providence. Attorney General Peter nerona is... It, and... Just See the day out of the blue, the mayor of Providence, Mayor Alorza, now the attorney general's office is investigating excessive force. Two officers have been suspended, and Mayor Alorza out of the blue just says, yeah, they should release the body cam footage. So now it, it's my understanding that, you know, the attorney general, there's a procedure for this. You can't just kind of willy-nilly release this stuff. We saw also some of the problems that happened with that Jose Patista when they released it after the board had voted not to, but this business that the mayor blurts out, yeah, they should just release it. it. Isn't this in the kind of in the court, so to speak, or the balls in the court of the attorney general, Peter Norona.
1: Yes. And, you know, cynically or practically, Peter Norona is not running for governor. He's running for reelection and he's not going to be challenged and he's taking the correct approach. Do your investigation. Um, the video that they're all sitting on is likely to be inflammatory. Um, it could potentially poison any future jury pool um and as we've seen in the past many times the video that you see at first blush and how it's edited does not give you the full story mayor alorza on the other hand presumably is running for governor he needs a headline this gives him a headline um I think he's wrong on his conclusion that it should be released now. You're certainly going to have advocates saying release it now. They'll be demonstrating, but I think Peter Nerona, who is the ultimately the office that will prosecute any misconduct by these cops, um, should be, I think, allowed appropriate time to do his homework, uh, as we've talked about. You know, this was a um, case where these cops are following a vehicle for about six hours allegedly occupied by people with weapons with guns Um, before the chase started there were allegations and call-ins of hearing shots being fired there's allegations that the guys in the car were pointing weapons back towards the cops who were following them i think the cops showed great restraint in allowing this whole whole event to play out for six hours and not doing something um, more dramatic which would have potentially risked um, lives risk injuries risk property or anything else i I think up until the time this vehicle stopped the cops were doing an admirable job the allegation now is that at least one or two of the cops uh, was way overzealous in um uh, maybe exacting a little bit of payback so one, I think one is particular of these um, guys in the car, whether the guy was resisting, whether the guy was mouthy, whether the guy was insulting towards the cops, the cops have to use reasonable force to gain compliance and to put this young juvenile under arrest. You can't beat the crap out of them just because you're pissed off that you had to follow him around for six hours. Right or because you're, you are fear that you've been put in danger for the last six hours by three punks. That does not give you the standing uh, to beat the tar out of anyone that you feel you wish to get a little payback with. It reminds me, and I haven't seen the video obviously, Years ago, you recall when that guy Carpio uh, shot Jim Allen, who was just a great cop from Providence. You know, Carpio gets the gun. He kills Jim Allen. He jumps out a window. The cops give chase. One of their own has just been killed by this uh, person. And when they bring him into court after he's arrested, he looked like Hannibal Lecter. They had to put basically a mask over his face. Cops say, oh, it's because he jumped out the window. But, you know, any reasonable person is going to say, wow, this guy, this guy had the crap kicked out of him. And um, it showed at his arraignment. And you can't do that, especially in today's day and age. You know, you always hear stories from cops, you know, in the old days, you know, they would take out a billy club and whack a guy in the head or whatever the case might be. And they'd get away with it. Not today. You can't do it. Shouldn't do it. Should never be tolerated. And today, everything is on video, everything's being recorded, and um, I think the media and the public at large is more willing to believe that cops sometimes wrongfully act this way. And those that do act this way um, tarnish the cops who are out there doing a good job, and it's the bad cops that get all the media coverage and get the... uh, the public all fired up against cops like we've seen last summer and again this summer.
0: Mm. Folks, we're speaking with our legal expert, Tim Dodd, and Tim, there's going to be different facets to this, but we might as well get into the whole situation with the masks. COVID is back, the variant, and it's roaring. And let's start off with um, President Biden announcing that if, if if you're a federal worker, now it's it's mandatory, you have to be vaccinated. Governor McKee is saying he's not ready to say anything about it, but state workers um, we, where, where do things stand now as, as various people are going to start to, companies, both private and public, are going to start to say, if you want to work here, you, you need to be vaccinated?
1: Well, private companies are more likely to get away with it. Okay. Um, governmental entities, perhaps less so. Uh, I'm still waiting for our local branch of the ACLU to get hmm. geared up to defend people who um, are resisting these sort of edicts. And the question of enforceability is going to become a big problem. Remember when COVID first hit and there were these emergency governmental powers, which um, were provided to then governor Raimondo. And she kept saying, we're going to do this. We're going to start arresting people. We're going to start finding people. She never actually followed through arrest people or find people, but you know, her, her saying it from a stage and the media dutifully reporting it, uh, by and large, did get compliance. This edict from um, the Biden administration, um, it's, it's troubling because they keep flip-flopping. And I think people who don't want to get vaccinated, rightly or wrongly, um, are people who consume news and they're watching what's going on. And the CDC keeps flip-flopping and the Biden administration keeps flip-flopping. And I think it's soon going to be, um, the status will change. But all of this right now, as we sit here in July, people are being forced to keep their job or to get into college, go back on campus to college or go back into the classroom, being um, compelled to take. Uh, an experimental vaccine, which only has emergency approval. So you're forcing people to take that. Um, It's been not widely tested. We don't know the long-term implications. My understanding that I believe in September, the status of all these uh, vaccines is gonna change from an emergency use uh, with provisional approval to something more mainstream. Well, if and when that comes, that's when it comes. But where are the provisions if you have a religious um, objection to taking the vaccine? How about if you have an underlying medical condition, which would subject you to an adverse reaction if you chose to take this vaccine? There's certainly the chance for um, disparate treatment. Those who are taking the vaccine get treated one way. Those who don't get treated another way. um, They're bringing back the masks. Well, if you're not vaccinated and these masks are so great to protect you from getting it or you from giving it, if you don't want to get a vaccine but you will say, I'll wear the mask, why shouldn't that be sufficient? The the messaging is terrible. It, It really is terrible. And when the Biden administration says, no, no, no. The CDC has been consistent. Well, again, he doesn't get questioned by the media. Like, what are you talking about this is consistent? Let's go back in time and review the CDC's varying positions on all of this. But he says, oh, no, the CDC is consistent. And the media dutifully types up, oh, the, the CDC has been consistent, nothing to see here. Um, there's a reason people are reluctant to take this vaccine. Um, I've taken the vaccine. I, I think it's the smarter thing to do, but you can see the media and the government lining up to say, you know, if you don't get the vaccine, you're un-American, you're a jerk, you know, the uh, language being directed against the unvaccinated to make them feel like second class citizens making them the subject of ridicule and scorn. Um, I, I just think that it's another sort of a 1984 um, microcosm of the way people are dealing with each other. And the government's gonna be setting people off against each other. Yeah. You know, we have enough with racial um, animosity that many think is caused by government policies. Maybe yes, maybe no. Now we're gonna have people set off against each other, the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. Um, It doesn't make any sense. From a legal perspective, I think that what is being done that the schools, now everyone, administrators, teachers, students, everyone has to wear a mask, whether you're vaccinated or not. Well, I think that should be challenged in court yeah. But what, what does it say about the vaccine? If the vaccine is so good, why do you have to wear a mask?
0: Mm. It, it, what about a restaurants tre- that want to impose no vaccine, no service? Is that legal? I,
1: if it's a private business, probably so. Wow. But again, that's going to create a whole new series of animosities and bigotry. Basically, the vaccinated are going to be bigoted against the unvaccinated. And you know the media is not going to push back, nor is the government. So when you say if you're not vaccinated, get out. Um, I, I don't think it's it's very good messaging. And the one thing, and again, it's not a legal issue, but it certainly affects all of us. As you know, the Biden administration saying there's nothing to see here. The CDC, you know, they know what they're doing, and here's what we got to do. At the same time, you can see this slow dance towards locking people down again come the fall yeah at the same time people are flooding in from our southern border unverified undocumented no idea if they're vaccinated come on in we don't know who the hell you are and there's no discussion that these people are posing a, a health risk to wherever they go maybe they are a health risk maybe they're not but that, there's nothing said about that, and that needs to be part of the conversation, in my view.
0: Folks, quick break. Much more. Attorney Tim Dodd right here on The John DePetro Show. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401 401- 439 6028 fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist yankee tree service they provide various tree services including tree removal pruning land clearing stump grinding and bobcat service check out their website yankeetreeservice.com whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding yankee tree service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps tree pruning You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed Arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree. Emergency service or bucket truck service. They'll get up in the bucket. Call Yankee Tree Service today for a free quote. 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com. We're speaking with our legal expert attorney, Tim Dott. Tim, I'd like to get your thoughts on uh, yesterday. They had the first hearing on the January 6th uh, commission. Just any any thoughts about it? It seems to be two different camps between those testifying. And I I was confused because some of the things that were being thrown out about the number of people killed and everything, just simply the facts don't bear it out, wasn't true. But the mainstay on the other side seems to be where was this uh, occupation, and where was this study and the commission, wh- where was all of this last summer as, you know, the Black Lives Matter, all those protests in every major city, they 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 did a $1 billion worth of damage and the looting and the fires and the tearing down the monuments, and uh, any thoughts on the commission, the January uh, 6th commission that Nancy Pelosi unveiled?
1: Well, my understanding is there's about, what, 9 or 10 or 12 um investigations already underway, some with different um, congressional committees. I think the Department of Justice has at least one or more investigations going on. I mean, Nancy Nancy Pelosi's got this phony commission. She stacked the deck. She wouldn't let the Republicans put people on who might ask actual questions. Uh, she put on a couple of Trump haters on the Republican side. So if you're An objective person you can't look at this um show that she's putting on and have any sense that it's really a fact-finding exercise versus you know another attempt to keep whacking at uh, donald trump and blaming him for all of this by rights if this was a prosecution if this was in a courtroom nancy pelosi would be one of the subpoenaed witnesses to be called in to testify She wouldn't be picking her own jury. I mean, what are the questions here? All right, so Trump gave a speech and people marched down Pennsylvania Avenue. And it was not an organic um, storming of the Capitol because of the words he says. There was clearly information that many governmental entities had that this was being planned, that there were groups coming to Washington, they were coordinating, They were um, arranging for uh, the storming of the Capitol to occur. And it was all arranged before Donald Trump opened his mouth once on that fateful day. That's right. So let's get Nancy Pelosi is in charge of the House. And it's up to her to have the security force. And I think she largely has um, a role in overseeing the, uh, the Capitol Police Department. So what did the Capitol Police know, and when did they know it? What did did she know, and when did she know it, Nancy Pelosi? What did the Metro Police know, and what did they tell the Capitol Police? I mean, this was not a spontaneous storming of the Capitol. And I don't think this committee is going to look at what was known, who was it known by, How was it communicated to the people that needed to know to have enough bodies, enough cops, enough equipment and material there to stop this storming of the Capitol from happening? I don't think anyone's going to ask a question at all relevant to any of that. So unlike a trial in a courtroom with with evidence and a real judge, this is just another political stunt Um, And I I personally have no confidence that they're looking for the truth. Um, I feel bad that these officers who testified had a very, you know, um, uh, once in a lifetime horrible experience, hopefully never to be repeated. Um, They were the headline because, you know, many were teary eyed when testifying. And I understand that. I'm not diminishing their personal narrative of what they experienced that day. Um, I can't imagine that anyone in this committee is going to want to run the video as to the officer that shot one of the protesters. I can't think of her name. Ashley, I can't think of her last name. Shot and killed. Yeah, yeah. Shot and killed at point blank range. She was unarmed. Um, Are they going to ask about that? Mm. Are they going to ask who this cop was? Um, I don't think they're going to ask one peep about that, John. Um, Ashley Babbitt's family, on behalf of her estate, I believe, has sued um, the Capitol Police Department, has sued the officer who killed her personally. You don't hear anything about that litigation. And it's ongoing. I mean, the media is not interested in that story, which, again, I don't know if who's right or who's wrong. But the fact that you read and listen enough to know that you're not getting a balanced accounting of the facts and the history and how this all occurred uh, makes people question what Congress is wasting its time doing, which is the same reason I think a lot of people uh, don't want to get vaccinated because this so much mistrust of government and what the government tells us um, on any topic, you know, the more you know, and the more media sources you get exposed to, the more you question what you're being told. And people don't swallow it whole anymore, like they might have when we had three networks.
0: Um, Tim Dodd, finally, did this story, and and not lengthy, but just the the dangers of times. It's a it's a story out of um uh, southeastern Mass, where uh, because of a detective what he's involved in, that evidence can suddenly be challenged. That that's. That's something that always has to be considered. It's not like a, a television show. Um, you know, the, the handling of evidence and the whole chain and how people are involved with that, that's something that could certainly affect cases that have been decided.
1: Yes, uh, apparent, there's two um, cops in Fall River. One is a detective named um, Robillard and there's a sergeant named Duarte. And I guess a routine review of their work showed that they had a substantial amount of um, drug evidence, not in the um, evidence locker, where you're supposed to keep things while awaiting trial so they're not tampered with, um, not manipulated, not added to, not subtracted from, so it doesn't go missing by whatever means. (laughs) So they come to look at what's going on, and these cops, two of them, have a lot of the drug evidence in their personal desk unlocked and it's, it's random evidence from random cases in their personal desks. That's not the way you properly preserve the chain of custody of evidence. So now that this has come out, Robillard apparently um, at one recent trial had to acknowledge on the stand that he's been the subject of an internal investigation and that he is now suspended for improperly handling drug evidence for cases awaiting trial. So any good defense lawyer is now going to look at the facts of their case for anyone that they're representing to see if either of these two guys had anything to do with the um, investigation or assisting in the prosecution of their cases. If the case is already over, you know, and there was an uh, adverse um, finding of guilt or a plea, Um, those lawyers should be looking to reopen those cases based upon newly discovered evidence that these cops have been potentially or allegedly fooling around with the evidence. And for any case that's in the pipeline awaiting trial, same thing. If you recall, John, this same sort of situation happened about two years ago at the Massachusetts state crime lab. If you'll recall, there were two, uh, I think there were women who were working at the uh, crime lab who were uh, tampering with drug test results. So, you know, pills are sent in, you know, other substances are sent in for chemical analysis, which is an element that you've got to prove that the state crime lab tests the pills to make sure it's the drug that you think it is versus a sugar pill, let's say, or that that powder is actually cocaine instead of, you know, flour or something. And they were, they were phonying up the results, which led to literally thousands of cases being dismissed or pleas being vacated. And on a smaller scale, I think you're going to see the same thing now happening over and over again with prosecutions for drug cases in the fall river area if these two cops were involved in the investigation. So it's a very embarrassing black eye for the Fall River Police Department.
0: Folks, he is our uh, legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, great job. Stay safe and we will talk to you again. Thanks, John. You too. Bye bye. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today 401 431. Like your company, maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MIGA Logistics, 401-431-2300.
1: Back in 2017, you had expressed concerns about the membership of the All-White Bailey Speech Club, said that you hoped it would become more diverse. Now, your family's been members, your wife is one of the largest shareholders. Has there been any traction in that? Are there any minority members of the club now? I think the people who are running the place are still working on
0: that, and I'm sorry it hasn't happened yet. Blaming it all on his roots. Born a blue-blooded snoot. His birth was a black-tie fair. It's all who you know. Like you Bullo, he just likes to be seen everywhere. He leads a privileged life with a white, privileged wife. At Bailey's they like their champagne. Life on Bellevue in a state that is blue. <laughs> You'll never hear Sheldon complain. He likes clubs with white. With the lead raspy crowds Where for decades Kept the Jews away And BLF cannot stay Well, he's not big On diverse faces Bailey's Beach Club is his oasis Sheldon likes the clubs With white faces eyes. Ah! concerns in 2021.
1: I mean, obviously it's been four years. You have remarks on the floor following the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd saying, you know, hoping to root out systemic racism in the country. Your thoughts on an elite, all-white, wealthy club again in this day and age. Should these clubs continue to exist? It's a long tradition in Rhode Island, and there are many of
0: them. Calvino. Call for a free consultation today, 401-785-9400, or online, fightbackcalljack.com, where you or a friend or a member of your family in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, fight back, call Jack, free consultation, 401-785-9400. 50 years personal injury law experience, and as office, 100 years combined total with the staff. Fight back. Call Jack, 401-785-9400. It would be great if you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, and the other person's insurance company offered to compensate you what they should. But it doesn't happen that way. You need a fighter. Fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation, 401-785-9400. Jack Calvino, 401 401- 785-9400 or online fight back you're listening to the john DePietro show folks weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's a.m 1380 and 99.9 9 fm now remember if you want to get a hold of me the easiest thing to do is log on to my website dipetro.com dot ocom now there you can if you want to listen to the program listen live you can also contact me that way that's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show and we also have all our links to social media we have uh, links to twitter or facebook or instagram or also on youtube you can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do we have exclusive video you can also shop and get some of the merchandise and at the same time if you ever miss an episode of the john DePietro show if you ever miss a segment you just log on and right at the top it says radio show click onto that It'll bring you right there, and you can listen. It's all in library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at depetro.com.